This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Um, I think this is good news for Texas Tech football. You tell me what you think. I mean, maybe, maybe the... The devil you know is better than the devil you don't, but anytime you have a team that goes through a coaching change, especially as they're about ready to make a conference change, uh, especially since they were coming off a really good year, I think is a is a good thing for everybody because, um, except for them, uh, Arizona will be looking for a new head football coach. Jed Fish has taken over the job at Washington after their coach left to go to Alabama. Yeah, I would think that's uh, a positive thing. It feels like they were trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're another team in the Big 12 Conference, it feels like that would be a little bit of a you know, stumbling block for Arizona. Not sure. the ideal situation for them. And I would have picked them and, and may still as being probably being one of the top um, four to five teams in the Big 12 Conference this upcoming season. So that's a little bit of a, a downer for them. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, were you surprised at who Alabama hired? No. Okay. No. Do you do you think that you know it's 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 so hard to predict what the success of a coach is going to be? I mean, when you 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 lose a guy, especially especially Nick Saban. I mean, for God's sake, the guy coached six national championships at Alabama, plus one more at LSU. Um, there, seventeen years. Um, I mean, he's a he's a saint. Uh, only maybe not even. Maybe not quite to the level of Saint Paul Bryant, who probably, you know, some still feel like is the the patron saint of Alabama football. But um, it'll be interesting to see how how Kalen De, De Boyer does at Alabama because um, if he wins one in the next four years, is that a success? It would be for us. It would be for most schools, probably any other school. But at Alabama, is that uh, is that enough? I would think that would be enough. It would be enough. Okay. Yeah, I mean, in the history of Alabama, they're not winning one every four years. No, not even Saban did. I mean, almost did. every one of his recruiting classes. Not not to say that every one of his players played in one because obviously they're transfers. But um, I think every one of his recruiting classes had an opportunity to to play for or won a national championship. That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty imp- pretty impressive. Um, and so uh, and now it's a. Uh, up to Kalen DeBoyer to uh, to continue that on there at uh, at Alabama, and then for uh, Jed Fish to uh, try to you know do that for uh, Washington. How about Washington? It's going to be a wild week for DeBoyer and um, and Washington and their fan base. I mean, a week ago they're playing for a national championship, mm-hmm. thinking that they've got their their coach forever. They they could win a national championship. They're going to print the T-shirts. They're going to have a great day, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing they know, they lose the game. Saban says he's done. They lose their coach. And now they're on to somebody else. All within a week. Yeah. Not the ideal situation. No, not at all. He said, I'm sure the Washington folks would still say they would take it. Just the yeah, fact sure, that they played right, for a national right, championship and right. had such a great season, undefeated in the regular season, all that. Right. Uh, they'll have a uh, introductory news conference for him tomorrow, but this is uh, 
this is announced. And now the, the next question is who, who takes over for Arizona? Because, you know, if you remember when Tech played Arizona in that home-and-home, home, you know, over the last you know few years, it didn't feel like they were world beaters. But uh, Jed Fish came in and, and kind of restructured them, rebuilt them, got them into, uh, you know, a, a really uh, good situation. They went 10-3 uh, and three this past year. Uh, blew out to Oklahoma in the uh, Alamo Bowl. Um, so, um, and now he says uh, he, his, uh, his word to uh, the Washington fan base, let's go get that championship we've been talking about. It's, okay. That, that's, that's, hard to, that's hard to do. I mean, I mean, Washington had won one, but with Don James like a million years ago, mm-hmm. and it really hadn't, hadn't really surfaced as a team that was, you know, all that. And, and now they've got a, a much tougher task by going into the Big Ten, too. I sure do. You know, I mean, in terms of, you know, just, hey, win a conference championship in the Big Ten, that's a pretty big deal. That'd be huge. Huge, yeah. That would get you That would get you into the college football playoff in, in a pretty good seed as well. But um, it'll, it'll be interesting, all these coaching moves, because now you've got, you've got another open job. And so who gets the Arizona job and then – what always, happens? Always dominoes falling. Yeah, always dominoes falling. Then what happens? What happens from there? It's like uh, it's like the NFL. You got a ton of jobs that are open right now. Um, and there's all kinds of positioning probably behind the scenes that is going on. Um, yeah, but I don't feel like it's dominoes falling in the NFL. Usually, guys aren't leaving one NFL head coaching job, mm-mm, quitting mm-mm. and going to take another one. No. There's, there's, there's not as many dominoes in the NFL. No, the, the dominoes are more on the, um, kind of on the assistant coaching staff, sure. where, where you know a guy goes from, you know, mm-hmm. this place to that place, maybe gets a coordinator job, or, you know, his guy that he's coached with for a long time, and they kind of had this pact, where you know if I get a head coaching job, you can be the offensive coordinator. If, I, if you get it, uh, I'll be the defensive coordinator for you. They are, they've, they've got their game plan, they've got their book, they've got their staff, everything's put together um, so that they can be seamless and make as uh, quick a transition um, as they possibly can. So um, it'll be, uh, be interesting to see what, uh, what happens there with uh, Arizona. Because now, because clearly Alabama was the best job, okay? So their guy, their guy leaves. Washington, I don't know if it's the second best job, but it was the best job of, that came open, second best. Well, I mean, and depends, Arizona's not the depends who you ask on. It's the best job or not? I mean, you're going to replace a legend. Sure. You're going to play in the SEC where it's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, may, maybe staying at Washington and going to compete in the Big Ten, where hey, your love for what you've done already at Washington. Some might say that was the better job. Yeah. And and now you're in a situation where you're you're stepping into some pretty big shoes, and it's sure. like immediate pressure all day, every day, from here on out, um, to to the point where you uh, you're eating, living, breathing uh, everything that is uh, Alabama football. So well, we shall see. Um, Bills and Pittsburgh today. Uh, they were supposed to play over the weekend, but the snow. There in Buffalo, move that game to today at three thirty. Uh, you feeling good today about the Bills? Um, I mean, obviously they're the two seed against the seven seed. I feel like the the snow is a bit of an equalizer. Um, I mean, I feel like Buffalo is the more talented team, but 
you know, when you're dealing with the conditions and all that kind of stuff, it kind of levels the playing field a little bit. And so, you know, we'll, we, we, we will see. Um, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way on that one. They shoveled the snow off the field, though, right? Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't mean that it's not going to be snowy and cold and all that kind of stuff, that it affects how you throw the ball and catch the ball and, right. and it being more, you know, likely to get knocked out of your hands or whatever. Right. Okay. Just want to make sure that they, I mean, they got, they've got plenty of snow removal equipment there, but you're right. I mean, this cold is still, I mean, the football becomes like a brick and all that kind of stuff. Would you have preferred them just, hey, we're going to leave the snow and you guys are going to play a snow game? Uh, no. 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 I'd like to watch an entertaining football game, not a slop fest. No, a slop fest. Yeah. Doing snow angels in the end zone and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a big time football game because it's the playoffs. Don't want to have any shenanigans with that. We'd uh, like actually, and I mean, it was billed as Super Wild Card Weekend, and, right? And you got four games, and one of them was entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> we'd like an actual good football game, right? Yeah. Last night's was good. Last night's was really good, mm-hmm. but the first three were kind of I mean, pretty, pretty boring. Yeah. I mean, um, um, the Texans just put it on the Browns, was which say. was a lot was a lot of fun. That was really cool, and man, I did not see that coming, but super happy that it happened. And then, um, uh, you know, the Dolphins—they were defeated before they ever left Miami. They just—they put no effort forward. That they, game should have been. That score should have been way more to, yeah, than, yeah. than what it was. Yeah, Chiefs just dominated, and Miami just looked like they wanted, had no desire to be there. Could not. They were really banged up, no, yeah. no question. But they looked like their heart was taken sun, the Sunday night before by Buffalo, and they were, they were just out of it. Six forty this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com. So you've got uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh today at 3.30, and then the night game tonight to conclude Super Wild Card Weekend is Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. That kick is at 7.15. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning Drive today is Monday, January the 15th, 2024. A lot of people off today for Martin Luther King Day, but Jeff McGuire is not with this day in sports history. Neither are you. No. Here's Jamie. No. We're all here. We're all here. It's a group effort. But you're the only one given this day in sports history. Yeah. Oh, I think we've proven that's not always true. (laughs) 1934, New York York Yankee slugger Babe Ruth, nearing the end of his illustrious career, signs a one-year contract worth $35,000. That represents a pay cut of $17,000 for the Babe. Now, don't feel entirely bad for him. That translates to almost $800,000 in today's money. So he was still doing okay. 1957, Brooklyn Dodgers extend their five-year lease with Ebbets Field by signing a new three-year lease with real estate developer Marvin Carter. Marvin. Marvin. Marvin, the real estate guy. That, That seems like a... Marvin. Let's talk to Marv. Well, the club would move to Los Angeles the next year, so keep that in mind. 1964, Major League Baseball executives vote to hold a free agent amateur draft, officially known as the Major League Baseball first-year player draft in New York City. 1965, 
One of the biggest trades in NBA history. San Francisco Warriors send Wilt Chamberlain to Philadelphia 76ers for Connie Durkinking, Lee Schefter, and Paul Nerman. Nerman. I've heard of one of those guys. M-A-N-N. And cash. They got cash, too. Not Gavin. Just straight cash, homie. It's good. Okay. 1986. Montreal's rookie goaltender Patrick Waugh records his first of 66 career NHL shutouts in the Canadiens' 4-0 win over the Winnipeg Jets at the Forum. 1994. Every quarterback in the NFL, both starting and backup, give a huge sigh of relief. Lawrence Taylor announces his retirement from the NFL. Especially Joe Theismann. Yeah, Theismann said it uh, came just a little bit too late. <laughs> and in 2014, Jay Crockett had 19 points, Todrick Ocher added 17, and the Red Raiders knocked off number 12 Baylor 82-72 to for their first Big 12 win of the season. Seems like that's coming a little late in the month. Probably so. Yeah. Basketball around here wasn't always at the top. No, I know. I understand that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> understand that. There's a, a Billy Clyde team that we're not going to talk about at all. <coughs> uh, it's National Bagel Day. It's also National Fresh Squeeze Fresh Squeezed Juice Day. I never had a bagel till I was an adult. I don't know that I've ever eaten a full bagel. Even in all the hotels you stayed at, it's just it's it's. It's too much bread. The pizza bagel is awesome. That's the only time I'll eat a full one. It's also National Strawberry Ice Cream Day. I'm a fan. Happy birthday to Pitbull, who's 43. Drew Brees is 45. Former Texas Ranger Mitch Garver, 33. And Delano DeShields is 55. Who did Garver sign with? Seattle. Seattle, that's what I was thinking. And instead of just giving you one thing in history, I felt I felt like all three of these deserve to be mentioned. We kind of hinted at one of them already on this day in 1929. In Atlanta, Georgia, Martin Luther King Jr. was born. On this day? On this day. Okay. Hence, well, it's usually the Monday, but yeah, we are celebrating his birthday on his birthday. Yeah, okay. In Crazy. 2001, and you can look this up, Wikipedia launches. I can and look it up on Wikipedia. You can look it up on Wikipedia. And in 2009, The Miracle on the Hudson, thanks to Sully Sullenberger. And that is this dance sports history. It's where he landed the plane on the Hudson. Yes. I know, but not everybody may connect all those dots that quickly. Just trying to help, you know, as folks wake up and rub the, you know, the weekend out of their eyes. You know, the Miracle on the Hudson. You know, it's like, okay, well. How many other miracles were have been performed on the Hudson? Mm, I, I I think that's probably the most famous of them all. I bet but there just, was a birth somewhere. That I'm just trying to that was a miracle. Just, just trying to help the someone got born in the backseat of a cab. People out a little on the Hudson. Well, they were on the bridge. They were over, on the the, bridge. over the Hudson. Over, over the Hudson. Hudson. Or or maybe on maybe, a ferry. Maybe somebody had a heart attack, you know, <laughs> on a on a boat, you know, there on the Hudson. And they say, "Hey, it's a miracle. He's alive," and it happened on the Hudson. Yeah. You know about those? No, just, just again, just was trying to add just a little, little depth to 
to what he brought. Just a little, just a, just a skosh of a breath, depth. Okay, uh, six fifty-one this morning here on the morning drive. Somebody says this. I was glad the Bills game got postponed by the governor of New York. I think the NFL had something to do with it. I think it was pretty obvious that that was, you know, pretty difficult to do. And then they want to know why didn't the Ice Bowl get postponed back in nineteen sixty-seven? Hey, Chuck's old. He's not that old. He wasn't there making that decision. I was not making that decision. But I mean, it was just cold in Green Bay. It was, you know, negative. 13 degrees at one point in time there. It was just it was just cold more than anything else. It wasn't it wasn't uh wasn't like they had this, you know. There were paralyzing feet snow. No. It was ice, it was miserable, but it yeah. wasn't feet yeah. of snow. It wasn't feet of snow, right? Feet of snow. But again, Chuck wasn't there. You can't complain. It it's not Chuck's fault. We can blame a lot on Chuck. He was one of the th- one of the things about the Ice Bowl was is that the Packers and even in those days in 1967 they had heaters underneath the field and the heaters malfunctioned uh, to the point that when they took the tarp off uh, the co- the condensation uh, froze um, in the end zones and other places on the field making the traction a little bit even worse. Yeah, yeah, making it make it a little bit worse. Right? That's not helpful. No. Uh, this from Robert. The problem with Alabama is they are sliding back to the field. They are no longer far ahead of the field. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think the the whole you know tra- contract or the uh, you know the transfer portal is probably part of that. The name, image, and likeness stuff is part of that. The you know extra COVID years part of that. So there's there's a lot of reasons. But I mean, no, there's not a school in the country that wouldn't love to have Alabama's problems. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much they're sliding. I mean, they just were in the college football playoff, and you know what do they average one loss a year? Yeah, so yeah, doesn't doesn't feel like they're tumbling towards it's tumbling. Yes, no, <laughs> towards a a two and ten year next year or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this about the Kansas City game. It was almost as cold as the ice bowl, but the Chiefs field did not seem frozen as Lambeau was in 1967, but the Chiefs field had similar problems when they took the tarp off in the end zone, uh, especially on Saturday night. Uh, it was a little slickery. Uh, they said receivers seemed to have good traction Saturday night. Great win for Kansas City. You know, Did you just invent a new word? Slickery? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, Is that I'm how you've been described before? Slickery? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> As a salesman, uh, he's a slickery salesman. Slickery. No, no. That's the worst thing that you want to be called is slickery. <laughs> you know, it's it's, 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 uh, it's ter- terrible to be called slickery. It's your word. So, uh, you know. <laughs> slickery Chuck. There he comes. There he comes. I think you have to have your hair greased back if you're slickery. Oh, yes. yes substantially yes. more, right? Yeah, there probably needs to be some gold chains. Yes, all, all that stuff, right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, no. No doubt. Yeah, you can't. A little tuff of hair right here popping out at the edge of the, condo, <laughs> at the, edge of the collar. Yeah. Slicker. You know. The, uh, you know. What I was thinking about in the Chiefs game on Saturday for as much grief as we give Maho- or uh, Dak Prescott for not being able to finish in uh, in the red zone or the Cowboys' offense and the Chiefs' offense had similar problems in the red zone. I think they were there five times and scored like one touchdown. You know, Saturday night. They've had some. They've had some challenges in the red zone as well. 
Yeah, luckily for them, the Dolphins just never performed. And the same thing uh, last last night. Um, that was the difference in the game is that the Rams were, were bad in the red zone and had to kick field goals and not make touchdowns. That was the difference in the – they scored more times than the Lions did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they kicked too many field goals. Mm-hmm. That cost them as well. Mm-hmm. Got to finish, Jamie. You got to finish. Got to get – Got to. Got to get to the end zone. Remember that it, when we start the 840 break. Okay. Gotta finish. Gotta okay. finish. Gotta finish. Can't just can't just kick a field goal coast, to <laughs> coast to nine o'clock. Can't just kick a field goal to finish it off. Okay, I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, it is just before seven this morning on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three Good morning. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire. So how long do you think will it will take to have some kind of uh, word on uh, on the future of Mike McCarthy? Do you think that's today? Is it tomorrow? Is it Friday? I think it's today or tomorrow. Today or tomorrow? Yep. And you don't think it's going to be a positive... Um, End result for uh, Mr. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it would it it would be hard to it'd be hard to put all the toothpaste back in that tube, wouldn't it? I mean, with it'd be hard to come back to the fan base and say, "Hey, we we just kind of stubbed our toe there. Um, we uh, we feel really good about the direction of our football team. We won the division. We won all of our home games except for the last one. Uh, the forward momentum progress all that all that would fall on deaf ears wouldn't it i would think so yeah i think they'd be pretty disappointed yeah do you think this hurts uh dan quinn in his quest to get a head coaching job probably not probably not um just it feels like he was such a hot candidate before that that, <clears throat> that won't kill that chance that would be my guess but he wouldn't. It won't be with the Cowboys. I don't think so. It won't be with the Cowboys. I don't think they could. They could say, "Hey, we feel so good about how our defense performed, and we're going to fire Mike McCarthy, and we're going to hire Dan Quinn." I think everybody's out with the bathwater. That would be interesting because you're basically firing McCarthy for, you know, a terrible performance here when Dan Quinn's defense also performed terribly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even missed an extra point when I clanked it off the upright. I mean, it wasn't the difference in the game, clearly, by any stretch of the imagination. It was just another example of how everything went poorly for you. Yeah. You know, just, mm-hmm. you know, you had a two-point conversion that you got, committed a penalty, and then because of the nature of the penalty, the ball was where the ball was spotted, it became a 45-yard extra point. And that was... It was interesting. I never yeah. had thought about that throughout yeah, the course of the season when they were like, okay, 10-yard penalty, back it up. Okay, not, we're not going to go for two from mm-hmm. the 12, so we'll kick it. And then it's like, why are they going so far back? And then it's like, yeah, because you could do that on purpose and get that kick shorter every time. Right. Yeah, for the extra point. So that totally made sense. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so today's games, uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo and, and – uh, the Eagle-Tampa uh, Bay game uh, in Tampa will determine the schedule for the rest of the weekend. So, Well, ba- surely um, 
I mean, if Buffalo wins, they they host the Chiefs, so right. surely they're not going to make them play Saturday again. I would think that would be a Sunday game. That would definitely be a Sunday because the Chiefs yeah. already have two days extra right. than the Bills, so surely they would give them till Sunday. Right. And and then the same thing goes for, for the winner of the Tampa Bay-Philadelphia game. Right. You surely would think that that, that would be yeah. Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. And so, so right now we know... Um, the Niners and Packers. The uh, Niners and Packers will play on Saturday, mm-hmm. and that'll be the the night game. And then Houston will play to be determined. Could be the Ravens, most likely, or it could be yeah, it could be the Ravens, depending on what happens. Like if the Bills win, it's they'll play the they'll play the, Ra- they'll the, play the Ravens. Right, yes. but if the Steelers win, then the Steelers would play, play the, Ravens, the Ravens, and then the Chiefs would host the. The Texans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, I mean, to a degree, but I mean. Yeah, that would help. That would be better for the Chiefs. I know, but I mean, I want, mm-hmm. I want you to feel good yeah. tonight. Worry about your team. Don't worry about mine. Okay. You're I'll good. Just, just, <laughs> stay in my lane, right? You're good. Just worry about Chuck Hines. It's a big job. You're allowed to root for your team. I'm going to root for my team. Yeah, that's what um, you should do. I'm going to root for my team. Yeah. And uh, and it's, it's interesting because Mike Tomlin... Uh, is apparently going to decide himself as to whether he'll coach again next year uh, mm. once their season ends. Mm. So he might take a year off. Mm. Kind of just... That's who Jerry Jones should go after. Plug in the batteries. You know, charge him up again. I wouldn't be upset with Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. coaching the Cowboys. Yeah. If that's what he wants to do. I, my first choice for him would be to stay in Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. So, so, you know, the Ravens, meanwhile, are just like idle idle sitting here. And uh, and, 49ers. and the 49ers, too. Well, at, least, at least the 49ers know who they're going to play. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. And then they they can, can start preparing. Working on, work on that today, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Detroit will play on Sunday. That'll be a 2 o'clock game. And then the um, AFC divisional game will be a uh, 5.30 kick on uh, Sunday afternoon. So most likely... Uh, Kansas City, Kansas City, and somebody. Although, it uh, could be uh, that Kansas City plays on Saturday against Houston if Pittsburgh wins tonight. Mm-hmm. So we shall uh, we shall see. All right, seven twenty this morning. So okay, so fate decided. Uh, I think probably more than anything else, Jerry's just got to put in a check request to uh, personnel. Uh, I need you to make out a check to Mike McCarthy. What do we owe him? Minus his. You know, plus his vacation days, sick time, you know, any kind of bonuses. He's, he's calling Claudia in personnel. Claudia, get that prepared. Let's get with Mike's attorneys and we'll get this wrapped up toot sweet. Then we'll move on with everybody else. Okay. Okay. If your last name's not Jones, come see Jerry this morning at 10. <laughs> okay. Anybody whose name is not Jones. All of them at once? Well. Group firing. Group. All of you out. <laughs> All of you out. <laughs> Every single last one of you. Oh, maybe it, maybe it could be a, a positive thing for the Cowboys. Could be that maybe Quinn killed his chances to be a head coach and he'll still be your defensive coordinator next year. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to look. Got to look at this and go. How's this? How's this going to sell at the next place? Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's not like he's exactly killed it in the playoffs. And he killed it in the Super Bowl for up to a certain point. Yeah. Then, I would think Seattle's going to kick the tires on Quinn. Yeah, that would make some. That would make some sense. That would make. Uh, I'd make a ton. Did that surprise you that Pete Carroll got shown basically shown the door? Uh, didn't, didn't shock me, but I wouldn't have guessed it probably ahead of time. Yeah, I would think yeah. that, uh, and I would think if if it weren't for his age, he'd be a guy that you'd probably go after right away. Not the Cowboys per se, but somebody. Yeah. Not the Cowboys. Maybe. Cowboys need. I don't know what the Cowboys need. Maybe Jared. Nobody knows. Huh? Another receiver, new quarterback. Some de- a couple of linebackers wouldn't be terrible. Uh, a uh, eye test for your current quarterback to make sure he knows the difference between white and green. I could go through a list. Uh, you've, you've given us a pretty good start right there. <laughs> Just a little sour this morning, isn't he? I'm shocked that you picked the Cowboys to win, though. With upon further review, that you seemed you've always been a guy that said, "Hey, uh, until you prove it to me, I'm not going to." They were playing at home. They've proven they can win at home. They're a 40 point better team at home than they have been on the road this year. If this game had been on the road, I would have picked Green Bay to win it. Maybe I should have picked Green. Obviously, should have picked Green Bay to win this game to begin with. (laughs) Cowboys already thinking of their next road game which they had another home game to get to first. It was pathetic. They don't have to worry about uh, booking any extra rooms for Vegas, do they? Only if they're bringing their girlfriend. Because, you know, you can't have your wife and your girlfriend in the room at the same time. They get mad at that. He went there, too, didn't he? You just keep keep feeding him. (laughs) It's like a pitch-o-matic right now, man. Just keep throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. He keeps hitting them. 724 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Gets Jamie's question of the day in just a moment. Do uh, you have a prediction on the Eagles and Tampa Bay tonight? Man, that's a... I'm really, really scared for the Eagles. I, I think I'm leaning towards thinking the Bucks are winning. I, I just feel like the Eagles are toast, but... I don't know. They could surprise me. If you were rooting for one or oh, two. I'm definitely rooting for Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. I'm too. I mean, th- this will be a, a game that I'm, uh, you know, I'll fly Eagles fly. All the, all that all that kind of stuff. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll get that. We'll have that game for you tonight on Double T 97.3. So if you're out running kids tonight or things like that, you can uh, hit us up. Um, by the way, uh, we got this little communique from uh, our friend Syntex Hank. This day in sports history, 74 years ago, he was born. So happy birthday to Sentex Hank. Happy frequent, birthday, Hank. Frequent texter on the 8th Flooring Center chat line off the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Banks. And he said, so folks, remember, you're never too old to support Texas Tech. How about that? I would say 74 is not even close to being too old. For no, that. I don't think so. I don't think so either. All right, Jamie's question of the day is next. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right, guys, we're going Big 12 basketball here today, and we got a, a two-parter. And the first one, uh, first part is I want you to go overall at the conference what has surprised you the most in Big 12 basketball so far this year? Just could be anything about a player, a team, 
standings, whatever. Okay. And then I want you to specifically tell me uh, involving the Red Raiders, what has surprised you so far through three games for Texas Tech? Okay. Um, man, I, I think the Red Raiders have surprised me uh, just in terms of how they have the difference in what how they've played in non-conference versus conference play. It seems like they have, for the first three games, kind of all come together in terms of um, balanced scoring, uh, making free throws, uh, reducing the turnovers, uh, finding ways to win, coming from behind, all those things uh, to to start off 3-0. and I, I didn't expect them to play this well together. I mean, I think I saw some of that coming, but it was just so hard to tell with the level of competition how that was going to translate um, between between the two. So... And then, and then within the Red Raiders, I think um, I'm not I'm not surprised at the play of Joe Toussaint, um, but I sure sure like how he's led your team, and kind of been a you know a toughness factor in terms of driving the ball and getting to the free throw line and making shots and making plays and making the making that transition from here uh, to to come here from West Virginia. Uh, biggest surprise for the Big 12 would be the struggles of Houston. Um, they've been a quality basketball team for quite some time, a very well-deserving top-five ranking that they had earlier this year. Uh, if you'd have told me that they were starting one and two, I would have bet all the money in my checking account against that. Just that doesn't sound like what you expect out of the Houston basketball team. Um, now, it's the Big 12 they can absolutely turn this around and go win the conference. That's that's still well within their their grasp being able to do. But shocked that they aren't playing as you know, they started thirteen and zero, and they have played some decent teams in the non conference. And having their first two losses of the year in Big Twelve play, the way they've lost them is is a lot shocking. Uh, for the Red Raiders, I'm going to go with how quickly they've come together. Like they've just gelled as a team. It it's the you can see that they're fighting for one another, and I know that's the the nature of college basketball now, where you have to do that with the transfer portal and and freshmen coming in and out as fast as possible. But that's not been the case always around here. That when a team just gels, like this team seems to have, so that's been a very pleasant surprise, and I'm glad that that has happened. Okay, so. I'm going to say for the Red Raiders, I've been surprised that through three games, um, you really, you know, especially after the injury to Cambridge, you haven't been hurt by your apparent lack of depth in the inside. Uh, It feels like Warren Washington has played really well, and Robert Jennings has given you some good minutes. Also, Darion Williams has kind of slid down to be more of a, a four than he was as a three before, and I think he's done a good job as well. And so you haven't been hurt by your lack of depth on the inside. That's been a big surprise, a pleasant surprise for me so far. As far as the league goes, I'm through three games, I'm just confused with um, and surprised with the newcomers. Because, like Jeff said, so part of what Jeff said, like mm-hmm. he's surprised with Houston's struggles. And, and by the way, I don't think... Houston's a bad team and suddenly we're finding out they're not any good. 
I think Houston's going to be fine. Um, but I didn't expect them to be at one and two. You looked at BYU coming into the conference season that was in a top 15 team. They don't have a win yet through their first couple of games. I didn't think UCF and Cincinnati were going to be great. Cincinnati uh, is one and two, so they haven't necessarily been great. But UCF has a win over Kansas. I didn't think that would happen. Um, and so I've been just confused by the newcomers, which has kind of been fun because I didn't know what to expect from them. Um, but I did definitely expect Houston to be right near the top of the Big 12, and they still may end up there, but they're one and two at this point. And I didn't um, uh, expect to see BYU near the bottom, and they are. So I feel like I've been I've totally swung and whiffed at uh, where I expected these these newcomers to be. And when it all comes down to it, and said and done, when we finish the 18 games, they may be back in those spots. But right now, they've been a surprise to me. Yeah, BYU is uh, along with. I mean, there's eight teams that are one and two. Or worse, there's one team that's 0-3, that's Oklahoma State. You have Houston, West Virginia, Texas, Cincinnati, BYU, Oklahoma, and UCF that are all 1-2 and two in conference play. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the 2-1 and one teams are K-State, TCU, Iowa State, and Kansas, with uh, Baylor and Tech being the 3-0 and o teams as of, uh, as of right now. So, oh, uh, man, it's, uh, it's, it's been a fun start. Uh, to the Big 12, obviously. And uh, it will continue on uh, Wednesday night when, when Tech takes on uh, Houston at the Fertitta Center. It'll be a 7 o'clock broadcast, 8 o'clock play-by-play from Houston. They've lost two in a row. Um, they've been selling it out. The place holds about 8,000. It's a low ceiling, kind of like uh, Lloyd Noble. Um, so the, the crowd noise will be extremely high. It's a very bright arena. Um, um, part of that is because of the the low ceiling. Part of that's just because of the the red and the and the white of the of the lights. Uh, just seemed like it was when we were there a couple of weeks ago. It seemed like a very bright arena to me. Um, and then and then you'll get a chance to see what BYU is like on Saturday when they come to town. Mm-hmm. So you get get your first look at them uh, from a basketball standpoint and go okay. We'll see what uh, what they what they have to offer, um, and you know just kind of take this thing one game at a time and see where it goes. I feel like if it felt like we were kind of playing the family feud there a little bit, and um, I feel like that Jeff won the point. Not that we were like doing any points, but he was like boom, 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 boom. Okay, especially when he was going up against me. I mean he won the point versus me, I mean, quite easily. Way to go, Jeff. So but I mean you 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 matched him, Jamie, um, when you went up when you went up against him as well. So uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Tech is a young team that plays like a family team. Good coaching, but keep working to improve. Everyone is uh, is going to improve everyone is going to need to be in the Sweet 16. Oh, man. Let's let's just worry about, you know, Wednesday night, right? I mean, don't, don't fast forward. Who was the, the one that had to be stopped from going on a roll earlier? Oh, it's me. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's me. I, I mean, I don't. Um, yeah, well, there's a lot to be determined, obviously, and a lot to 
to see um, moving forward. Um, I'm not going to sit here today and tell you I think you're a Sweet 16 team, and I'm not going to sit here today and tell you I don't think you're a Sweet 16 team. I just we just I just don't know yet. Yeah. Is there any? Is there it's any? Been nice to start well, though. I mean, especially after last sure. year, started so poorly. Sure. Uh, is there any team that you would say this early on has been a disappointment to you, or that has been a disappointment per se? Uh, to me? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, Texas has been at one and two. Is, mm-hmm. That's a bit of a surprise, but I'm not disappointed. They no, haven't no. been a disappointment right. to me. Right, right. No, <laughs> they've that done dis- great. Disappoint, disappointed is the wrong word to use. How about just this? That I you, thought would be better? Yeah, Texas and Houston probably would be the two teams, right? Yeah, Oklahoma might be in that mix too. Yeah, because they're now one and two on the season. And they had been ranked pretty high, mm-hmm. you know, at one point in time. So, yeah, so. and yeah, now you, Kansas, didn't expect them. To, not, didn't expect to them to lose to, to, U, to UCF, right? Yeah. Right, right, no question. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I uh, just can't get over the football beatdown at uh, Jerry's place yesterday. Hashtag depressed. It's 1960s all over again. Uh, well. You want to talk about shocking? I mean, I was just just blown away with what we were seeing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was, I mean, Jerry said it afterwards. I mean, the most surprising game he's ever, you know, been a part of with, yeah. with the Cowboys. And that, man, I just, if you had told me the Packers were going to, you know, pull out a 27-24 or whatever. I, I would have told you I didn't see that coming, but it wouldn't have been the shock of all shocks. I mean, yesterday, again, the final score is no indication of how much of a beatdown that was. I mean, that was bad. I can almost hear the Jerry Jones press conference in my head, and let me share it with you just a little bit. After they have the... the um, I'm a little nervous when we hear things that are coming out of your head. <laughs> okay. The... Uh, Kind of the, the the rustling and the shuffling of papers and the clanking of chairs and uh, um, and then the the obligatory uh, comment from the uh, team publicist who will say uh, team owner and general manager Jerry Com- Jerry Jones will offer a comment and then take your questions and Jerry will say something to the effect of let me start off by saying that uh, my relationship and my uh, time with Mike McCarthy. He has been a uh, complete gentleman and a fine, fine person to work with. And me and my family and our staff are appreciative of the efforts of Mike McCarthy. But uh, as I told Mike just a few moments ago, we cannot continue in this journey together. And I wish him the very, very best. And we have begun a search for a new football coach for the Dallas Cowboys football organization. First off, you went way too fast. I did. Okay. You know, way too fast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I wasn't trying to impersonate him. I was just trying to kind of get the the words kind of like what he would say. Because he will say, he's a fine gentleman. He's a fine person. He's been nothing but a, a good steward and representation of the Dallas Cowboys organization. Okay. But we have decided to go in a different direction, Jamie. 
And you are not going to be part of it. I'm not? Mr. McCarthy. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. McCarthy. Um, Let's call them the one and done Cowboys. You know, three three straight years you win 12 ball games and can't win uh, a playoff game. And for the first time in the history of the NFL, which in this case goes back to 2020, the seven seed wins a football game. Mm. Man. So there you go. You got uh, you got that going for him. So yeah, just 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 not just not. not Three straight years they didn't win a single game, or they didn't make it to the conference championship. Game. Maybe make it to the conference championship. Yeah, yeah, because they won one game last. Yeah. I guess yeah. 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 So yeah, so there you go. Didn't get to the conference championship. Uh, going back to the uh, Texas Tech game. During the last Kansas State timeout, the clock just started running and went to zero, and the red light was on at the backboard. They reset it, and then it would not start once again. K-State inbounded the ball. That's what it appeared. Like I said, it didn't feel like it was a human error. It felt Mm -hmm. like it was something was wrong with the machine. Technology. Yeah, it wasn't that somebody just forgot to push the button. They bang on the side of it or, you know. That that always just that always they were just so involved in the game they were watching it forgot to start. Everybody looked over and they're like, "Wow, I was watching." Yeah, yeah. I think it just wouldn't turn off. I mean, I've I've been that guy. It's like, well, just just bang on the side of the computer; it'll work. Just you know, hit it with your hand, right? Sometimes it, it works. Shake it up a little bit, or just Some, sometimes that's all it takes. Unplug it and, yeah. and reboot it. It's like that's what IT always tells you. <clears throat> you, know, you say, "Hey, I've got a." problem with my email i got a problem with my computer well what's it doing well it's just spinning have you tried to reboot it yes that's what i'll always i've unplugged it i've turned it off i've turned it back on it's still doing the same thing then that's that's when you have their attention like okay well he's he's done as much as he can do his capability is to unplug it and start over and plug it back in he at least has made that effort now i will come and take a look at your computer okay okay Mm-hmm. So it, that'd be my advice to anybody is to do that. Uh, somebody says this. How do you feel about this? They need to hire a young, energetic coach that is up and coming like Green Bay and San Francisco. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I don't feel like the guy in San Francisco is up and coming. It feels no. like he's... He's been around for a while, Kyle while. Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan. And, and he's right in his prime, feels like. Yeah. Mm. And, and you know, sometimes the the younger guys have uh, have succeeded, and sometimes that hasn't worked. I mean, it didn't work out with the Los Angeles Chargers. No, it did not. That went pretty bad. That went, that went poorly. So yeah. it's not exactly going out, going well in Chicago. I would not say that. Correct. So... Um, who is the who's the opposite theory of do they need a, a yeah, tough guy you know like a is Mike Vrabel the tough guy that they need I like the idea of him I really do I think he would bring some toughness do you think Jerry will go for the splash hire though of Bill Parcells I mean not Bill Parcells uh, Bill Belichick I'm sorry <laughs> I said Parcells in my head he could go back to Parcells I guess but Parcells is too old now I um hell Belichick's too old. I just think that's not a personality fit. 
for either one of them. Mm -hmm. That just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Mr. Belichick to the white courtesy phone, please. Mr. Be Do you miss What's that? What's the win for him? Belichick? Mm-hmm. Well, for, two wins for him. One, if um, he wants to win more games than Don Shula, he's got to coach with somebody else. I'm not talking about him coaching anywhere. I'm talking about coaching in Dallas. He'll you, have, got, you got a team that's not that far. Yeah. I mean, you got a roster that's well put together. You're not that far off of being a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I mean, heck, you were you had the third best odds to make the Super Bowl this year heading into the playoffs. You know, as of two days ago. So, um, if he wants to if he wants a team that he feels like uh he can win with immediately that legitimately gives him a shot to go get another ring. That that would be my answer to that. I mean, what, was, what was also the big reason that they won? Take away Tom Brady, is that they would get rid of guys about a year before they got all of them that got all of them out of that they could. Like they usually, when somebody left the Patriots, they'd have like one or two good years left, and then they started to tail off. That's not how the Cowboys work. They hold on to guys for five extra years. Hmm. So the, he'd have to completely clean out that roster, which he's not going to be given control to do. Why would he have to clean out the roster? It's a good roster. Good rosters don't play like that. I, I, th I think the other thing, too, is is that I, I realize there's a salary cap, et cetera, et cetera, but Jer Jerry Jones is going to almost empty the vault when it comes to winning another Super Bowl before he's dead. And and Belichick would, I mean, I think his his history is already cemented in terms of how he's received in the NFL. But if he were to go do it with the Cowboys, who haven't won a Super Bowl in thirty something years, that'd be pretty impressive. Now, somebody off the Yates Flooring Center chat line offers this. I bet he goes with Harbaugh. I just don't see Harbaugh going there, but maybe. I... You see Harbaugh going more to the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that would that would make some sense. That would make some sense. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, somebody would probably do a good job. Somebody says this. The issue is Jerry Jones. He needs to sell the team. That is not happening. Well, the issue with who that head coach can be and what the personality has to be of the coach to fit with Jerry. Jerry's the issue there. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it'll be and his and his involvement in football decisions is not always good. Feels like it's been better recently, mm -hmm. but not always good. And how much does Stephen play a role in this? And Jerry Jr. Charlotte. I don't care. And the grandsons, and all that, and their friends. So I mean, they're, they're getting older. <laughs> so. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I mean, everybody's going to have some input there. <laughs> the grandsons are? No, I think the grandsons are going to have some input there, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. That doesn't always, doesn't always bode well. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.